It's funny when Andy messaged me because I was literally watching, I think, Days of Future Past. Oh, uh, okay. On Disney Plus. Like, I was uh-huh. sitting on the couch watching that because all COVID, I've just been marathoning shows. <laughs> and doing absolutely nothing. Can so. I can I say how perfect it is for the lockdown that when we ask you what have you been up to lately and you'd name a movie you saw? <laughs> <laughs> Long ago in a distant land. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And today, this is the first episode that we're recording from Biden's America. (laughs) And and, thank Christ. (laughs) Thank Christ. (laughs) Thank him. Thank him. He did this, truly. Uh, I'm, Uh, (laughs) I'm genuinely curious now if... Like, I know he's not president yet, but if he just starts tweeting what he thinks we should do instead. <laughs> like just if, like little hot takes from Biden <laughs> off to the side. Yeah, if he's uh, just like, hey, what if we did this? And that is what happens. I think that... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, we, we, we wanted to get uh, someone who someone else onto this podcast who has significant uh, X-Men exposure. And today we've brought on our good friend Trong. Hello, Trong. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm so it's it's so nice. It's been like I mean we've been locked up for many many months, and there were several months before that that I hadn't seen you, and uh, maybe a couple years before that that I hadn't seen you. But the orange man took fun away. Yeah. Also, I do want to <laughs> yes. clarify that we've been locked up because of the COVID, you know, COVID quarantine. But like Andy has been locked up for his crimes. <laughs> For his anime crimes. <laughs> I know. I send you letters, Andy. You never write back. Yeah, it's because the anime warden doesn't give them to me. He holds them in front of me, like five feet away, and says, "Denounce what? Denounce waifus, or I'll and I'll give you the letters." Okay, it's well, it's not intentional exactly. You you are allowed your letters from the outside, but we. If we have to censor every anime word before you get in, and <laughs> Trunks' oh letter is just a black sheet of paper by the time we're done with it. It's not well, the, anybody's the, fault. There's, there's a guy who skims all the letters for manga and to see if any manga falls out. Oh, God. <laughs> he shakes my all package and a whole manga falls out and he goes, oh, tisk tisk tisk. I thought today was your day. This is Magic Knight Ray Earth. <laughs> oh, no. It's a compendium manga that just plops out. <laughs> this isn't this isn't your spaghetti dinner. This is Magic Knight Rare. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you think we wouldn't notice? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh fuck! Oh. Fuck me! Out of control. Andy, you you mentioned X Men. Uh, yes, that Tron yes. is an X Men fan. What are we watching today? Uh, X Men. Turns oh. out, turns oh, out it's X-Men. X-Men. <laughs> Anime X-Men. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Woo, my two favorites. Yes. Now, I feel like uh, 
uh, we talked about this last week when we when we did the Wolverine episode. Like Wolverine felt like an incredibly appropriate property to just chuck into Japan since he spent so much time there. Uh, but when, like before I watched this, I was actually really interested because to my knowledge, as a person who hasn't read a ton of X-Men, like the idea of t- taking the whole team over there for a mission is kind of novel, I guess. Uh, it's kind of novel. I-, I will say, I think after America, the X-Men like go to Japan more than they go to Uzbekistan or Russia or England. Sure. They go to England to like save the day, but they don't hang in England. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't stay around for tea. well and that's the thing about this series that i had to make sure that i was in it because there were definite moments where you're like they wouldn't be speaking japanese to these people they wouldn't know the customs and there's Mm -hmm. just they're all just doing everything that everyone else is doing in japan but in fairness it's a japanese show they they made them all speaking japanese we didn't you know imperialize we didn't make that we didn't make that (laughs) that choice for them so (laughs) Well, it is it is interesting. I mean, I guess when you bring the X-Men into Japan and you don't just do it live action, you bring them into an anime, you kind of just mm-hmm. sort of jump into that anime trope of everyone speaks Japanese, don't ask questions, and no totally. one has an accent. And like, to be fair, <laughs> and to be completely fair, the X-Men who are supposedly still in school... We are don't all re- polyglots. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I'll, I'll give a caveat. There, we don't see them learning math, so... <laughs> 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 maybe they're maybe they're learning Japanese. It's plausible. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, uh, we're given a show that, um, you know, well, obviously, we're gonna dive into each episode in a bit, but like, this is this feels very different from what we just watched last week. Totally, Wolverine. It feels yeah. very different. Wolverine is very different. This is the least overtly anime of the three so far. No, yeah, I agree. I think so. And honestly, like, <laughs> it felt like some of the character designs felt pretty Leafeld. Like, yeah, some some pretty intense b- boobs and butts and pecs and uh, Storm, yeah. Storm has nice uh, uh, water balloon tits. I guess. Yeah. Like, okay. So, many so this around, is a huge perfectly round, no nipple boobs. <laughs> I I call these like vacuform tits. Yeah. Yes. Where it's very clear Ooh. that somebody just took like a vacuum forming machine and just like suctioned out all of the air around. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to just... need any of this. No, no, no air in there. I really want that shirt to just almost be tearing. <laughs> yeah, oh, there we go. Like perfect. Weird perfect. Cling perfect. Wrap. Suck it right in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then with Scott, it's like, you know, you get Cyclops in there and they tried to vacuum form him. And it's like, ah, it's, this isn't doing it. Just tear the whole shirt off. Let's just get that whole shirt off. <laughs> I was okay with that. I liked, you know, the deep V. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, Scott's hot. It's very nice. And um, I have been on record that uh, Emo Scott <laughs> is... Emo, Emo Scott's my favorite, is my favorite X-Men. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. It, he's... Uh, dark, or Dark Scott. Not really Emo Scott. Not post-Gene in, in this show, but like... Uh, <laughs> Post killing Professor X is sort of my sort of my guy. Spoilers, mm. yeah, For yeah. Spoilers. That's a ten year old spoiler. So <laughs> my bad. No, wait. A minute. I actually, I actually wanted to ask a question. Uh, Trong, are, how how versed on the comics are you with X Men? Are you? Do you read? Do you, are you? Do you call yourself like a, a regular reader or a reader? Or are you like more into the the like movies and shows? Like, what's your what's your pedigree? 
Uh, my big one is the 90s show. Okay. And then I did the whole, you know, like with encyclopedias, where you just like pull out every single encyclopedia <laughs> page of every single character. Yeah. 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 I was that kid. <laughs> I feel you. I, I probably feel read... I probably read like one or two comics. I did mm-hmm. read so my one of my favorite story plots is the um the Phoenix Saga and the Dark yep. Phoenix Saga. So I've read that like multiple times, but aside from that, I haven't really read the comics that much. So mine is based off of yeah, the 90s cartoon and then just the plethora and just being a wiki online. boy, little wiki boy. Eggs. Oh, X-Men <laughs> wiki. I all up on that. I know like all the costumes. I know all of the relationships. Yeah. I don't remember it now because there's a lot, you know, and then sure. it yeah. veers off into multiverse and all that good stuff. Yeah. 60 years um, will do that too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, that actually, that puts you a, 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 a little bit behind Rory and a step or two ahead of me, because I would say I've, I've pretty much exclusively only consumed the like movies and com- the movies and, and shows uh, mm-hmm. and then read like a couple landmark moments of X-Men. So okay. I was I will say a little bit a C with some of the characters and things referenced in this anime. And I did not expect to be. Um, I'm assuming Rory can probably clock like, oh, that's that character. Oh, this must be that guy. I'm just mm-hmm. seeing like uh-huh. villains that I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Why is M like why is Emma Frost here? Like I don't know. Like I was I, I was surprisingly without context for this show. I, I think we will we'll definitely be talking about that as we go along, but I think for now it is one hundred percent time to dive right in. everybody we are back we are flying the x-plane into that is not what they call it oh boy i'm (laughs) I'm getting mad at you (laughs) (laughs) flying we're flying the 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 x-jet uh we're zooming (laughs) zooming the big the big blaster um into the x house i (laughs) professor x's x house school and X house for really cool kids. X house oh for really God. cool kids. For dope ass kids. <laughs> um, and we are looking at the first episode of the X-Men anime. It is called The Return. And here is the synopsis. Since the tragic self-demise of Jean Grey one year ago, who had been fully possessed by the almighty Dark Phoenix entity, the X-Men have disbanded and the Xavier Institute has closed. Professor X requests Storm, Wolverine, and Beast who are eventually rejoined by Cyclops to fly to the Tohoku region of Japan to investigate the sudden disappearance of Hisako Ichiki. So as, so I love this. I love this opening because uh, so much of the film and television world is sort of, is just, is just held hostage by the dark Phoenix saga as the sure. only like thing non X Men fans know about, yeah. Um, so it's because really it basically get shoved in our throats. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and it, and it's great. It's a really great piece of writing. But 
is something really nice about just saying, here's the thing everybody knows that happened. Now here's what happens next. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's actually in the context. I know this is the third out of four total anime that we're going to watch in this arc. And I, you know, so it's not a huge uh, sample set of data, but I guess it is super noteworthy to me that this entire first episode is devoted to setup. Yeah, um, as, I was, as I mentioned that before with before we started recording the Chong, like nothing happens in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't hate it. Like it's it's noteworthy in that they felt like we needed it. We needed yeah. some badass visuals to give us context for Dark Phoenix. We needed to see the team uh broken. We needed to see them kind of coming back together and like set up the the main frustration that we're gonna have with with emo Scott Summers and and we don't even get to Japan yet. They're like gonna fly to Japan at the end of the episode when we hit the to be continue. Like it's right. uh, it's it's not. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's noteworthy and different compared it's to the slower. last two. That we yeah, watched. totally. Yeah. They had a lot to jam pack for you. They needed a lot of setup for you. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I get the sense that this is going to be like a really intricate series. It feels like a lot is going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of character-based stuff is going to happen. So it is really seems really crucial for them to be doing this setup and not just like have cool fights happen the whole time. Yeah. I I got to throw some serious kudos, though, to Madhouse because this is the least Madhouse looking of the three shows we've seen so yeah. far. Yeah. Uh, we got a um, very boring, forgettable anime version of Wolverine in the last show. And he's yeah. now, now in fairness to, or not in fairness, but I guess a caveat, he's back to kind of what exactly you expect. He's a thick little boy who's, who's <laughs> they hairy replaced as all his hell. voice actor too. Oh, it's yeah. Not, uh, I thought it was still it's not him. Peter Petrelli anymore. No, it's, no, it's, it's Steve it's, Blum. It's Spike. It, it's, it's Spike Spiegel. It's Tom, the robot yeah. from Toonami. It is a better, it's <laughs> a better he, acting, but I thought it was, yeah. I, I was giving credit to the direction more than the, yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. it was a better actor. Mm-hmm. So in Steve Blum, he actually did uh, Wolverine's voice for Wolverine and the X Men as well. Oh, did he? Uh, okay, cool. So he's which is a good cartoon. Yeah, that one was great. So he's done multiple Wolverines. So yeah, okay, he really gets the character. Um, I think yeah, he he does a really yeah. Good you can job. you you can tell like you get all the vo- the Wolverine actors next to each other, and it's like, all right, we need to see the proof of the pudding. I need you to growl mm-hmm. Gene for me. Gene, oh, Gene, <laughs> and and Scott is the one who hollows who hollows hollers Gene at the very beginning. Yes, he which gives, was like this, this shirtless mm-hmm. on his knees on a big cliff while it's raining, and he yells out a big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the show is definitely X-Men. Like it's it's X-Men yeah. as shit. I don't know if it's it's anime. Um It's not exactly anime and it's it, and I'll give and it's not exactly X-Men. We cuz this is the like just about the smallest team I've ever seen. This is like four yeah. people. Yep. Yeah. Um and it and aside from Scott and uh uh Logan, we don't have a ton of like inter-party uh, you know, conflict going on. Yeah. yeah, they definitely focus on the Wolverine and Cyclops kind of dynamic. Yeah, yeah. which you know, I I always like, but I guess I, I I do sort of tire of you know after after all these years, you know, watching them watching them kind of 
grunt and smack each other over a lady like yeah. you know it it does kind of get old uh, especially when the the depictions that we've gotten of Jean so far have been so like kind of perfect angelic dead you know what i mean like well, that's uh-huh. kind of why they dead. killed her off is you know, she's a really she wasn't a great character there, there was a small period of time uh before she dies in the comics that mm-hmm. is a, arguably interesting like there's a period of time where scott is having a psychic affair with emma frost and yeah. gene and gene is like aware of it and not like it's a whole thing and it's kind of cool but for the most part they just couldn't Jean Grey and I and I I think this applies to Storm as well. They were although they figured out how to fix her in different ways. They were too perfect for too long and they they failed to find any drama with these characters. Mm-hmm. The frustration though is that they have Storm in this team, but Storm really isn't Storm's too perfect doing much. Yeah. She's babysitting. She has to now babysit Cyclops and, and Wolverine. She's like Storm. Storm was so perfect that she had to marry Black Panther and then dump his ass to like kind of have anything going on. Like to be so much more. Like they had to kind of call it out. Like she's so much more perfect than the King of Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> she's too badass. She's yeah. yeah. And there's, you know, there's a place for that. And I liked in the in the 90s cartoon, I really liked how kind of aloof that made her, how, how sort of above things that she Yeah, she, she felt. is. Absolutely. She's, and she's, it was cool. She is a cool character. She's just hard to write because she's, she is really, uh, she doesn't have an obvious flaw written into her, like written into, right. her, into her bones. Yeah. Right. And like, there's a line in episode two where after at the very end of episode two that happens where there's this whole, it's this whole drama that we'll get into later with Scott and like fighting this monster and they get done and Scott's like, okay, all right. And Storm, how are you? And Storm just throws away like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, <laughs> you, you did get slammed around like, hey, can we? pay attention to storm for a minute like can we give her something to do like <laughs> I give think her for some... this series unfortunately she's just sort of pushed to the side so uh, same with beast beast um, was kind of oh, I, don't, I don't even give a shit beast is beast, <laughs> is, a, beast is a fucking trash can although i <laughs> love did, i liked him in the anime when he when he brings a he brings an octopus to life and makes it makes it substitute <laughs> teach for him it's so oh good God. it's that so, was so funny wild. Yes. <laughs> that's like the craziest thing that happened like everything else is so fucking stark so serious so it's like, a really kind of yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and he just fucking gives a microphone to a squid and says teach my class and then <laughs> Take it off does now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um let's yeah let's walk through let's walk through the beats of the episode we open on a kind of bleak um you know uh the end of the dark phoenix saga she explodes uh, between this and the and the monster we meet in the next episode, gotta say it, boys. I'm getting Akira vibes. Uh, yeah, I mean, the what's I cool is in the opening theme, which, I mean, the music is pretty forgettable. I think they are for all of these so far. The music but... has not supported any of the action or, or given me no. any goosebumps or done anything helpful at all for yeah. any of these animes. So. Yeah, it's been pretty disappointing. But they they the centerpiece of their cinematic intro is this X that's been formed out of rebar, like destroyed wreckage mm-hmm. of the Phoenix explosion, I assume. I and they're all kind of up. standing. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's really cool. That 
is a really cool concept that informs the entire uh the entire like ethos of the of this show because it really is the X-Men rebuilding, right? They've totally. rebuilt yeah, 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 yeah. after disaster. There's an image in Logan which is probably the best Marvel property movie. Uh, I think, mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. I, you've heard me say it, but I'm not sure if it's been said on air by me for the audience. <laughs> Logan is the best Marvel property movie. Uh, there's a similar, there's a similar uh, tableau of, um, you know, he gets, he gets buried out in the forest and they, you know, instead of a little wooden cross, he gets a little wooden X and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. It's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's cool that they're kind of going in with this, like, this is the X-Men, like, in recovery that yeah. you know this isn't you know um yeah. not like ascendant but it's it's, just it's not the like, h it's yeah it's it's uh it's not the top of their game x-men right right yeah um, they're they're all think, they're all bruised i think all of so far all of these marvel shows we watched have been like late stage of these characters which i think is an interesting creative approach i i don't know i feel like maybe the maybe the 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 depiction that we got of the wolverine show kind of maybe implied that this is from his like lost forgotten past i wasn't only, sure only if you're be. only if you know that x-men's or only if you know that logan spent time in japan otherwise it's it's kind of out of time yeah 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 but no i i i agree with you it's yeah. very, it's very cool. Uh, I like, I like the choices that they've made for this setting. I don't know how much that that's just Warren Ellis who clearly like plotted out all four of these shows to some degree or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know whose credit we throw to that, but it was. Yeah. I don't was, know. Jeff Loeb. Uh, or do whatever. you think, do you mm-hmm. think that uh, Logan is so short because he got his shins blown off by the Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a short Canadian man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just hey, a Rory. Cute little guy. Some people can just be short, and they don't have to have killed fifty men. Uh. Uh, yeah. So they we we see them after uh, you know some time has clearly passed. They're not a team. Uh, we we see Professor X essentially get a an SOS from a family in Japan. He gets a brain um, email. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah and uh and you know this this girl uh who we know you know anybody following x-men recognizes as the mutant named armor um i'm forgetting her japanese name her actual name hisako uh, ichigi hisako yes uh or ichigi hisako has... i guess would be the right way to say yeah, it, right? more, more yeah. correct correct more correct uh, her her more her fun name her fun first name is hisako <laughs> Yeah, and she's been kidnapped, uh, and it's it's spooky and bad. And Professor X is like, okay, this is like, this is kind of what we need. Like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get the band back together because this is dire, and we gotta make it. We wanna make this happen. Like, we don't say no to when people ask us directly via brain email for help. <laughs> and uh, and so then we get these these sequence the sequence of four scenes that are uh, kind of fun that I really like of seeing like what each of the X Men are up to and. Uh, when they get their call. What I like, the, the scene that I really liked the most, aside from the beast, the, the beast one where he t- where he leaves Mr. Cephalopod to teach his class. Yeah, which we should clip drop. I'm afraid I must leave early, so I'll hand you over to my new teaching assistant, Mr. Cephalopod. That squid's gonna finish his lecture? Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, everyone. Now, where were we? I asked the neurological oh. aspects of cognitive intelligence. Were there any questions? 
my favorite one is is Wolverine. Uh, I know it's like a it's an obvious setting, but it's just it's just really funny. He's trying to he's having trouble with the TSA's metal detectors as he's trying to board a plane, and they keep trying to get him mm. to take more clothes off. And they're like, "We're gonna need you to like, take your pants off." And he's like, "Lady, the problem isn't in my pants." <laughs> I like that he even he's still trying. Like, I know. He holds out so long. And he's just so nice about it, too. Like, he thinks he's going to make it through airport security. <laughs> it's just like, obviously, you're going to have to. Well, he was written before 2001. He could have, fl- he, f- he was able to fly for a while. He was. Yeah. yeah. Right. God. Remember, I don't know if you guys do. Uh, it's It's been a while, but do you remember what flights used to be like? How easy it was? I fly, I use airports not in America frequently, Ah. and Mm -hmm. it's dope. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I do take some issue with Storm. I mean, I've already talked about how I wish they gave her more character, but also her character design in this, I, Mm -hmm. I feel like it feels like a tan white girl who's like on vacation. You know, yeah. but for for a specifically African character, I I agree completely. I guess I'll caveat that race in anime is tricky because the Japanese people in anime look Caucasian for the most part, unless the show is portraying realism. Yeah, um, and and their track record with black characters is pretty poor. Is, is poor in general, so. She's yeah. not bad in the anime pantheon of black representation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt that way too. It, there's something there's something about her per, her portrayal that feels kind of uh, generic. I guess not that interesting. I don't I don't know I don't know what it is, but I, I, I there's something there's something I can agree with you with Austin. Yeah, it just seems like nobody cared about her. <laughs> it's yeah, she's too pretty. She's too. I will say, uh, she's not too pretty. Like Ed, the Storm from X Men is perfectly pretty on her own. Halle Berry's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. utter trash. How dare you? How <laughs> dare trash. you? How dare you? <laughs> well, but it does kind of look like they went for the Halle Berry look. They went for the Halle Berry look. Absolutely. They wanted something more modern, modern mm-hmm. haircut, modern yeah. looks. Yeah, she kind of looks like a Pokemon trainer. They didn't want to put her in a in a crazy wizard outfit. They put her in normal clothes. Well, <laughs> you know, I have I have mixed feelings about Punk Storm because for a long time she's got a like a you know an eighties punk style like haircut um, mohawk. Mm-hmm. She's not punk. She's an Af- <laughs> she's a perfect African queen. It doesn't make any sense. You can you can try to dress her up as like you can dress her as ragtag as you want. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they didn't understand her character. <laughs> it, yeah, so at the, the end of this episode, I know it doesn't seem like we've talked about very much, but most of this takes a, a fair amount of time. They realize that Scott's not going to show up when everyone shows up back to to talk to to Charles Xavier. Uh, the brooding anime cyclops. <laughs> yes. But it's fun. Oh my it's, god! It's a fun reversal on Logan not being the one out brooding. Now it's Scott. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of fun. I think. Yeah. For, if your exposure is to the films and the TV shows, you don't. You expect you know Scott to be a good little soldier, and he's not. Yeah. Right. Although it it is one of my least favorite tropes where there is a time jump and the show doesn't use it to do anything interesting. <laughs> I know. I know. Where it's like it's been a year since the the Phoenix and everybody's death. acting like it was yesterday. 
Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Scott yes. is like literally in the same exact spot, just like crying <laughs> over her he necklace. He hasn't left her grave in a year. Yeah. They even call that out. Yeah. Wolverine <laughs> points that out. Don't tell me you've been hanging out here this whole time. Where do you take a dump? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he doesn't answer. He's a little no. cagey about it. He yeah, because because you know that the the radius has been getting increasingly shorter. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you oh, think he no. he does like a like a JK crazy stuff like magics it away with his eyes? Do you think he blasts the? You can't. The oh my God. His, his eyes are not his eyes are not heat. They're they're just oh. they're kinetic eye, eye beams. He just knocks the poop around, <laughs> punches it, <laughs> just sends it into the next state. <laughs> God, I'm I, I'm sorry. I know that Austin was joking with that Quahoon. reference, and we're gonna have to bleep her name a couple times like we normally do. Ooh. But like the the idea that you just showed up with wizard stuff, and Rory came back with, uh, actually, his eyes are kinetic energy. <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know. I chose to fight my battle because oh, because no. in in fairness, just referencing. Remember when? Remember when everybody forgot about <laughs> for ten seconds, and That's she started sweet. tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh, i do no. i really do uh and then 2020 took over and yeah then, uh, but still yeah. fuck her still fuck her entire property and fuck her entirely as a person she's a trash can <laughs> the shit she writes is bad and i hate her okay well uh with that let's uh let's go to a sponsor <laughs> oh god <laughs> Hey, Austin. Yes, sir. You know, I was thinking it's time we probably revisit, uh, you know, revisit the old money-making scheme we we uh, we hatched oh so long ago and, uh, you know, um, uh, earn a little bit. Earn a little bit of cash all over the show. I think so. I think it's time. You're right. I think it's time. So if you could do everybody a favor and tell everybody, tell, tell you do us a favor, tell everybody about Millionaire Draculas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So... So you guys, Millionaire Dracula's is a harebrained scheme that Rory and I cooked up uh, <laughs> over a night of crystal meth in college. Um, we were trying crystal meth for the second time and really kind of getting into the hang of it. You know, the first time was just for, you know, kind of really experiencing it. The second time we were really kind of like getting used to it. And really, I think like, I'm going to master crystal meth now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were really getting good at crystal meth, um, you know, uh, for some reason we got less good at it over time but man uh you know those those early days were, were were really something but so we came up with this really cool idea called millionaire draculas that was really gonna earn us money and we're, we're dusting it off now that we're kind of broke and trying to figure out uh ways to kind of get the generator going again you know uh and here's the concept basically the idea is that you have all of these draculas out here haunting the night you have all these all these draculas out there and uh, the idea is they're probably not actually that rich because mm. they just like they're tied up in equity, right? Like their stuff <laughs> is tied up in property, which is like old castles and stuff. And the idea is that we're going to come in with big like sh- shoulder pad business suits. Um, we might even stack each, like in the same, you know, oh, same suit, ooh. like because I'm a little That's shorter. And, and then we kind of like to make to make ourselves big and imposing. <laughs> Uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of be more impressive and we'll show up at the Dracula's house. <laughs> and 
being a, a sort of big time financial manager. And we're going to make them sort of live the millionaire life, you know, and we're going to encourage them to make sort of risky money decisions, uh, maybe sell their castle. Uh, and ultimately, we're going to scam them out of a whole bunch of money and kind of get uh, get money, use their clout to get us money. Ultimately, wow. you know, because they don't know what they're worth because they've been sleeping for a thousand years or whatever. Um, yeah. And don't really understand inflation terribly well, but they have intense power and thrall. And, you know, <laughs> but then once we've lulled them into a sense of, of, of safety, we will just kill them, um, stab them in the heart. And then wow. we get we get all their money and stuff. So how has no one thought about conning gullible Draculas <laughs> before? Well, uh, thank crystal meth, I guess. Why are no, no, <laughs> why aren't more people doing a lot of crystal meth? <laughs> Which again, we love doing all the time. <laughs> Never been the same since college. <laughs> yeah, and well, obviously the plan once we do this, once we get all that money from Dracula's, we will get more Crystal Beth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Austin. <laughs> Back from an ad, everybody. We're X Men. We're X Men now. We're everybody's X Men. It's been it's been fun. It's been fun not being an X Men, and uh, because you know your responsibilities are a lot lower than uh, uh, yeah. now. Uh, yeah, but we now, watch. Oof. You don't have to take math. You don't have to take math. <laughs> At Professor X's school with no teachers, you don't have to take math. You don't uh, have to solve for X. <laughs> We do all have to learn Japanese now, though. Yes, uh, that's true. But what would you rather do? Uh, I don't know, because I took both math and Japanese in college. Well, so well, fuck you kind of fucked up my job. I was going to say, would you rather learn Japanese or polynomial? <laughs> oh, no. no. Sorry, Professor. I pick both. <laughs> so this next one is called X-Men 2 Human Mutant Hunting. And if you were wondering what the NOPS goes, let me hit you up with how it goes. Because it goes, the X-Men learned that in Tohoku, the human have been kidnapping mutants in order to harvest their organs to create countermeasures against mutant kind. They find themselves attacked by the human's robots, but are able to destroy them. At an abandoned hospital, they find a mutant boy who transforms into a monster and Cyclops reluctantly kills him to save his friends. They manage to locate the laboratory where Hisako is being kept alive with Emma Frost, a woman who Cyclops remembers. Ha ha! Remembers, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he definitely fucks Emma Frost a shit ton. So that's not on me. That evil's not on me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyclops remembers was psionically present. <laughs> I'm gonna stop that right there because we have to ha we have to stop because psionically is nothing. That's a dumb. That's D and D words. That's D and D words. It's nothing. She's not psionic. She's not. She's not from D and D three point five. 
the it's the psionics this, buck. This is going to be our longest episode. Okay, because oh this is important. Because you have to you have to know she's not she is not psionic. Because that's take nothing. A walk really quick, but I'll because be you should go. You should go get Professor out of here. Rory on the X Men. She's not telekinetic. <laughs> she's telepathic, right? She's telepathic, and she can turn her body very hard, and then she's very cool. Here's the thing: Emma Frost was trying to save Jean Grey. I'm so angry. She is the most believable villain turned hero ever in any comic uh, Emma Frost rocks everybody and uh, I don't love and how so they do her titties and I she her titties are nice that's a nice it's a nice addition to how great of a three-dimensional character she is strong how, how much of a full independent woman she is uh, I'm she, okay with it. You know, she's <laughs> smart. She, she, she's a woman on her own, and then her titties are just everywhere. And they're, they're, her it's titties great. are just yeah. She doesn't give a hey, shit. I just got back from my run, but I think I might start vacuuming the floor for a little bit. <laughs> you I, can, some stuff you in the house I can ahead, pick up because I'm I'm here on my soapbox about it with me and Emma Frost just hanging out now. Um, let's talk about the episode. Welcome to my fan so, fiction. Me and him are hanging out now. <laughs> I, right, I call so this one Rory's Rory and Emma stand off. on a soapbox. <laughs> Rory's whacking it off to Emma Frost right now. I can't. Yeah, I'm too right. intimidated by powerful women. But... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I feel like she'd know. And I, I wouldn't dare. Yeah, she would. Because no. she's fucking telepathic. I'm sorry, she's psionic. She's very psionic. No, she's psionic. not psionic, you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You animal. Oh, and that means we can't cut. Okay. Um, okay. So so we have our, our X team has flown the Cyberjet uh, hmm. into Japan. And yeah. they, they talk to the parents of Armor. Yeah, uh, they talk to him, and the parents are really sad. And this is another <laughs> sort of timeline thing. This is another timeline thing that I'm trying to piece together because we we just talked about how like there was a time jump, and it didn't yeah. feel like it felt like it was a day. Now in this case, it's also kind of weird because X Professor X goes through all of these like labored explanations as to why they have to go to Japan because like uh, it's like okay, this girl's missing. Also, she's a mutant. Also, yeah. her parents are friends of mine. <laughs> also, <laughs> they tried reaching out to investigators, and all of the investigators that have pursued have wound up dead. Yeah. And so now this is why we have to go. And it's like, okay, fine. You could have just, I don't know, just said she's missing and she's a I, I agree. <laughs> it's kind of par. We've, I think we talked about this before. It's kind of par for the course with, with, uh, with comic books. Like, at some point... You have to explain why Superman doesn't just explode the Joker. Right. You know, like there's right. there's different lanes. And sure. You have to be really specific about why the X-Men have to go to Japan. <laughs> but but also, so after all of that though, it seems like it's been a fair amount of time. Like if all these investigators keep coming yeah. forward and are like dying mm-hmm. and like <laughs> Um. Then they get there, and it oh, it feels like a day. Yeah. Has passed why does the yeah. de- Why does the Japanese government not care that certain detectives on the same case keep exploding? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So I guess, you know, call them off, I guess. Too many exploding detectives. So I guess you're on your own. Exploding detectives. <laughs> I did watch show. that show when I grew up. It's the more it's the more uh, ratings friendly version of True Detective they tried after season two was bad. Oh my God. Uh yeah, so you're right. They show up, and it, it definitely feels like very little time has passed. Like, she's still really freshly kidnapped. Um, but they get a phone call while they're, while they're there, and it turns out there's another new uh, disappearance. And it turns out this is the newest in a long line of mutants disappearing in this area, which apparently is a sort of rural, heavily racist against mutants region. Um and they go, is that, they go that's out. accurate a little bit right like the north of japan is is definitely rural or more rural yeah, it's definitely more rural i don't know how uh, racist they are they're right i can't speak to that <laughs> but uh but it is it is cold and rural this is so funny to me because they go out and investigate this new disappearance and they go to find the boy the boy's like employer in this very small japanese town and a very hairy short man and a tall man with a spooky visor covering his eyes are talking ruby to you. Ruby crystal laser <laughs> laser glass. <laughs> and he seems to think that these are just normal people and he starts being racist against mutants in front of them blatantly to them. And it's like, buddy, do you not... <laughs> Can we not like just sort of have see no that these are observational awareness? Here's what's annoying too though. Here's where they were bad about being an X-Men show. Um... Wolverine is the one who gets a little too angry because he's the angry one. Right. Uh, he's not the one in this in this show specifically. He's not the one who's kind of on the razor's edge. That's Scott. And also Scott is the one who uh, started Genosha, who started this like mutant separatist movement. Se- yeah. You know, he Wolverine's a little bit more of a normie. Mm-hmm. He's definitely calm in this series. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, if if Cyclops flew off the handle, his you know eyes would light up and he <laughs> you know explode the guy. You know, yes, that's uh, true. That's true. Just like all, just like all the other detectives. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's worth mentioning that. So I think I said before, but yeah, the character design for Logan is vastly different from our show last week from the Wolverine yeah. show. Um, also, it seems like hair is sort of slowly overtaking his face as the episode goes along. <laughs> it, it does. Like it, it totally what's left does. of his face is being chewed on by his facial hair. It is um, crazy. And actually, I'm going to drop this in the Discord so that you guys can see it. Uh, but I took a photo. I, I watched all. I watched both of these episodes when I was on the treadmill today. So my notes are <laughs> a lot. <laughs> they're a lot less than normal. And like I was just kind of like, yeah, 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 okay, fine, 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 fine. But I pulled out my phone on the treadmill while this was going and just kept running so that I could take this photo of Wolverine, who's just like curve backed and his hair is going all over the place. He looks like a goblin. They've yeah. drawn him like it's a terrifying great. goblin man. And yes. I don't I don't know what to think about it. It's kind well, of fun. I love it. That's what's fun. That's what's fun about Wolverine. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> it's it's nice to see him more as like the cartoon or as the comics. Because in the movies, of course, you have Hugh Jackman and he's beautiful. Yeah. But Yeah, mm. it's it's odd. People like Wolverine to be handsome. And he's never really drawn in a way where that's what you're supposed to think about this character. (laughs) (laughs) He's supposed to be this short, fiery, hairy man. Nose boy. 
Yeah. Who just yeah, drinks like, Canadian lager and, you know. <laughs> and cuts you all yeah, the time. Yeah. With six knives that come out cuts of his hands. ribbons. With his six swords. <laughs> He's got six katanas in there. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we watch them do a little bit of investigating, but it is not long before uh, the the U-men, as we are sort of, are, are we, we're being led to believe they are. Uh, find them and start chasing them with robots, including a like giant wasp looking robot that kind of looks more like a Dragon Quest monster than anything I expected to see in this show. Um, and then a lot of humanoid robots. They're just constant robots that sort of uh, do the thing that we always talk about where they get to where they get to ba- bypass the fact that we keep, probably shouldn't show a ton of real human blood on a on a cartoon uh, by letting us kill a bunch of robots. Um, yeah. And and it's such a, I don't know. It's, it's such a cop out. I think often, um, in this case, it was a cool sequence, but not, not terribly interesting. Um, especially when compared to, again, compared to Wolverine, uh, last I know I'm going to bring everything back to Wolverine, but it was so good. And it just like everything mattered immediately in Wolverine. Like there were stakes and there was interesting, even though the show's about. It is surprising. It is surprising how hard they went on X-Men lore and like compared to the first two shows we watched. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really, I didn't love that they suddenly decide that we need to start caring about the U men because like Logan is like, "Mm, I think it's probably you men. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And then the U-Men <laughs> attack, and then uh, Professor X over in America is like, mm, it sounds like it's the U-Men. Mm, the X-Men are in for the fight of their lives. Like, why? I... Okay. And the Wolverine's like, I told you. I go, it was the U-Men. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it is It is really sudden for them to, it, like, they, they drop one of those, like, like Xavier says something in, in a phone call where he's like, mm, yeah, the X-Force fight them sometimes. Yep. Yeah. I know the, and then they mentioned the X Force. It's so funny. Um, but what, what what we've said on the show before, Trong, is uh, you know, there's two groups of people you're allowed to you're allowed to just like eviscerate on TV, right? And that's robots and Nazis. So what if Nazis made the <laughs> right. ro- what if the ro- what if Nazis made robots? <laughs> oh man. Well, that's kind of what it's been like for most of these shows, right? I mean, the first two shows directly uh, name dropped and had as the villains aim like uh, uh, advanced idea mechanics, which are a sub company of essentially the Marvel Nazis. Like they're yeah. just they're just modern techno Marvel Nazis, and they did that for the first two shows. Well, and I appreciate it. I I I think we've we've come so far from how how so many of the early. Now we're kind of getting we're kind of getting into the woods here, but like a lot of shows don't or not even shows, comics, whatever, whatever medium you interpret them in, um, don't make a lot of sense if you don't remember that Jewish people weren't always considered white. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I feel I feel you on that. Uh, I mean, a lot of the early comic stuff, especially. I mean, we're reading for the other podcast, but in X Men is is like. Um, this is a show for people who don't feel normal. It's for the weirdos. The show is for the weirdos. That's the thing that kept getting referenced throughout the whole animes. Like, I mean, in the cartoons and in the movies, they always reference as mutants as being different. But in the anime, it's just kind of funny because they don't even want to say the word mutant. I know. They'd yeah. be like, you know, mutant. They're different. 
<laughs> it's almost like a bad word to say mutant in the anime. But, yeah. you know, I get what they're going with that. Is it's just so bad in this village that they don't want it to even be yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Um, so so the, the team gets to the secret facility that they find yeah. in the mountains. Um, and as soon as they walk in, they come across the kid who they were looking for, this new mutant that was that disappeared. Um, not the, not the girl they're looking for, but this like delivery driver kid. And he is effed up. He's effed up on yeah. experiments. He's been, he's been, <laughs> oh, I've too many experiments. Pumped up full of Tesoro juice. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, it's, uh, it's not good to look at actually. I mean, he, it's he actually kind of scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time we see him, he just looks like a really, you know, they've shaved him. He's got a horrible sickly pallor and he's full of tubes. Uh, and then they kind of they you know they activate him they Manchurian monster him and he God he like grows a mouth that goes down in like from his normal mouth spot down into his chest like yeah, one of those he's a real Dark Souls he's like those... a real <laughs> real nasty video game boss just a really horrible horizontal mouth with too many teeth and uh, and and I guess like it, it was it was cool I liked how spooky it was. Except for the fact that when they beat him, he just kind of like, boop, he's back to normal. I don't think you come back from the horizontal chest mouth. I don't think you go back to normal after that. Yeah. Uh, as a corpse laying there sort of being like, uh, thank you for killing me. Like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it. You're so cool for doing it. <laughs> it's really cool the way you killed me when I asked you to kill me. Because uh, they did do that. They invoked that where he was like, kill me. Kill me. Uh, which is never fun to hear. You, you don't mm-hmm. you don't like that. But it is. It was effective. I mean, it got right right to Scott's you know nasty trauma. Um, yeah. It was literally. I mean, it positioned Scott dramatically in a place where he had to do a kill, mirroring where he was at the beginning of episode one and that flashback of of, of Gene, Gene being a, about to explode, and he's got a. They want him to to do a blast on her. And, <laughs> you know, um, like you do. And not the and, fun kind. No, not the fun kind. No, but the, the crying, the sad crying kind. <laughs> and, um, uh, and you know, it, it's effective to see Scott, like, crying. Wait, are they, are they, wait, 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 like, wait I, I'm, to, so, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to stop you in the middle of that. Are they, are they, are those two things supposed to be different? What? The fun blast and the sad crying blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure all right um, we'll talk about that afterwards we'll after we're done after recording right. yeah <laughs> Ooh, that's a lovely chat that we're gonna have to have <laughs> <laughs> um but you know i oh i mean that's really kind of the end of the episode right is that like they liquidate the kid and he says thanks for killing me and then they come across <laughs> like in in two you know in in like stasis chambers they find armor and they find emma frost yeah and um I don't know. I mean, ultimately, like, I felt like they dwelt a lot, way too long in in Sad Scott. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it depends on how it pays off in later episodes, which we're never sure. going to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, I mean, that wasn't necessarily my takeaway. Like, I felt like finally when we got to that moment of like having him. You know, having him have that freak out, uh, it felt like they'd finally justified all the time that we spent with Sad Scott over the first two episodes. Sure. Um, 
what I'm still pissed about is how little we've had to mention over the course of describing the plot of this show, how little we've had to mention Beast and, and Storm. They right. do, yeah. They're so completely incidental to the plot and what's going on. But for Storm, there's a moment, I was just like, I was, I was mad because there's a moment when they're fighting that monster in the end of episode two where she shows up and she's like, yeah, I'm going to use my fucking lightning powers and I'm going to blast you. But apparently Anime Storm's battery is like the the shallowest, lo- like lowest uh-huh. capacity battery. She, she shocks him for like three seconds and then falls down like she's just lost all will to live. I, it's, 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 you're not wrong, but at the same time, I thought they did a good job of making Storm powerful while kind of respecting the uh the x-men power levels that we talked about before you know <laughs> like <laughs> she's, she's the omega level mutants oh you're an only a b level she's she's dope she was dope yeah she was dope in the show without being like you know melting buildings and summoning <laughs> you know moon tornadoes <laughs> which ooh, i'd love to see damn ooh, i'd love, I'd love to, see to see a moon tornado <laughs> <laughs> yeah All right, well that's going to that's that's going to be our time with X-Men this week. Uh we that's our third one. We have one more next week. Uh and I I, I don't know. I I like this one. I like this one more than Iron Man, less than X, less than Wolverine. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Mm-hmm. It's it's totally passable. I think that I would be interested in watching more, which is far more than I could say about Iron Man. I couldn't give a, a you know, a rat's ass about watching episode 3 of that Iron Man anime, but I would definitely watch more of this. If only to hear more of we didn't mention this, but uh, but Cam Clark's voice as uh, as Professor X, uh, oh. it's, it's so it's so bad because it's like it's they bad. <laughs> imagine imagine the casting process being like I loved you doing your bad British accent for Liquid Snake on Metal Gear Solid. Can you come back and do maybe like less effort for this? Yeah, Is that can possible? you be even more non-committal about being British? <laughs> uh. <laughs> While the ex-gene runs in her family, neither her father, who's an old friend of mine, nor her mother have any mutant powers. Nevertheless, they're keenly aware that she does, and they fear that her disappearance might have something to do with them. What I think, what I think the X-Men anime does well is, uh, I guess compared to the anime Wolverine, which is very good, which is, I think, it's definitely the better show. But the X-Men Wolverine is so sternly non-episodic. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And, you know, um, th- yeah. I would love to hear a little bit more from Trung about oh, how, totally. uh, how your experience was. And because you was also watched a little bit ahead. So how you feeling, dog? I did. I watched a little bit ahead. I think it's great. It's a solid, um piece i suppose because there's only so much that you can jam pack into an anime and i i believe that these marvel animes are fairly it's like anthologies is that correct it's an anthology of sorts but i think what's more interesting about them that we've talked about independently but not with you is like Mm -hmm. This is an American cartoon from the 60s and all of them and whatever, you know, and then they and then Japan takes them and then makes an anime and then we translate it back into English through dubbing. Like, it's just they're weird. The end result is weird in a in a cool way. 
Yeah. It's a lot. It's a little crazy, but you know, I think it works. I haven't seen the other ones. I am definitely going to watch them after this. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I think it works. I am disappointed that there weren't more X-Men characters. I know. Yeah. That's the big thing. You had so many, so I mean, many other characters. The point of doing an X-Men is to have like 10 characters and you did four. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's such a deep roster to pull from. Surely like they could, they could have more. I mean, maybe maybe a couple more do show up over the, over the course of the the thing. But I'm looking at the the cast list on it right now, and I'm seeing like more villains show up, right? Like I see Mastermind, I see Sublime, but no no Colossus, no Kitty Pride, no, no, no. Nightcrawler, no Angel. It would have been perfectly fine being secondary. Like they didn't even need to have lines. They could have just been there. Yeah, exactly. And I think that would have made it a little bit more well rounded, especially with all the big fights with all the yeah all of those robots and everything with like yeah five characters fighting all these guys off there's room on the (laughs) (laughs) x-plane hey uh yeah i think you mean the x-jet there's room on the x-plane for all of us psionics to fit on there and i dare you i Uh yeah, I just want to thank Trong for being here. Thank you so much. We're so glad yeah. that we got to you to, to join us with, for to talking about some X Men's, and I mm-hmm. I hope that uh I hope that we can get you back another time for something decidedly worse. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just something horrible, some big some big trash. We can have you we can have you get the real Saturday morning Tuesdays experience. <laughs> Man, if you get me in a Yu Gi Oh episode, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We have to come back for GX or something. Oh, no. 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 Better. <laughs> I can't believe that you said that. Hey, I can't believe that you said that. And we're going to have to just go the fuck away from that sentiment and see you next Tuesday. Bye.